Welcome back to another installment of Baltimore County Forever Podcast. We have someone that I met. Oh, man, how long? Like, oh, <laughs> pretty much a decade ago. Oh, oh wow, I was young. I, <laughs> I went to my first, yeah. I think that was my first concert I went to, actually. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I, yeah, Lupe Fiasco's uh, oh, The Cool. Yeah. Uh, the cool. yeah. Yes, that was my first concert. Shout out to my brother. Uh, I have Renita on. I've been, I've been. Listen, I've been trying to get this done. I've looked forward to this day of us recording because you're just your love for Hove is what I was like. Yeah, she's she's my Rockefeller sister. It's endless. <laughs> it's endless and it's like I, you know, I, I, I argued about that in my time. Higher high school and middle school career like and then it is like you know we don't gotta argue about who can rock because <laughs> it's super rock and that gave me some comfort and you know I only get into that bag with people who I really feel but real niggas know but mm-hmm. it's just forever home on the throne uh, absolutely absolutely hey. so just give the people like um tell them about you like I mean, because I, I know you through, like I said, my brother and um, Terry and things of that nature. But uh, just just right. a little background. So, my background would be when I met Terry, which is he's a part of the whole A&T Aggie crew, and that's how I met your brother. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> I'm honored Aggie. And when I met Terry, I would say him and... Calvin were roommates at that time, I think. I think so. I think they were. I think it was like him, Keith. I think I think it was like all of them, you know, together. And he was just talking. I'm from D.C., so, you know, naturally mm-hmm. I had to, like, go in on this nigga from there from Baltimore. Like, <laughs> that was just how they just forever. And then, you know, after that, you know, once we, once we broke through that and I saw him as a person and I just the bottom one in here, we just kind of went all the way through ever since then. And I was... And then I would be in Baltimore, I would hear him up when I would come homecoming, we would all hang each other. He, he would go to the go-go's, that was the other, he would go to the go-go's, he would show up to these t-shirts, like, oh, I, I, I got my friends <laughs> in there. And then, when we um, did something that wasn't in fucking Greensboro, because, you know, everything, everything was fancy, Aggie Francis and that, we came back to Baltimore, we came up a few times there, and then the one time is when I saw you. Mm-hmm. And we met and we did that. And that night was crazy because, like, they calling our toes. You remember that? Yeah, that was a <laughs> wild was day. Shit. It was old as shit. And him and, him and the girl got in the argument. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> but um, I, met, I met them. I met them. Um, so that, was, that was my first meeting, you know, meeting him and everything like that. But so then um, we just all really bonded to our love of, like, music. Like, even when I met Terry, like, that was just a I mean, you know, one thing that I can say to guys 
and they still do. They always respected my point of view. Definitely got to have you on for a whole episode. I attempted to do a uh, at the beginning of this year. I attempted to do a um, March Madness Jay Z guest appearance. Um, yes. Uh, type of thing. Um, I actually didn't even finish. Uh, a lot was going on during that time period. I think I got maybe like two episodes off before I started to do other things. But maybe I'll spin the block around on it and do it again this upcoming year um i would love to i would love to hear like be a part of that for sure yeah definitely um i did want to touch on one thing you went to see hove in barclays correct like one of those last shows or um yes that's what it was how was I that? I on you because I went to the DC one too. I had to, I had to let you know. I went to both. <laughs> I went to the one in Brooklyn on Sunday and I went to the one in DC like the following Wednesday. Let's just tell you, like, if you have Jay Z fans, anybody that's listening to this, like, you have not seen the real Jay Z until you see him in New York. Okay. It's a totally different experience. Like, you know, all the songs that you've been wanting to hear, like, Filling It, 
and um, you know who you win and you know some streets is watching stuff like they'll get into those bags because that's so what you know what I mean um, it's a little bit less commercial it's to be commercial but still like solid in the way that like he still has his you know besides his commercial he still has his like his B-side so get it hard you know what I mean he gets into his B-side like I remember when I saw him in the well, I can't think of the name of that store, but the one with Justin Timberlake. Uh, and that was at this place. Legends of the I Summer? That. Legends of the Summer, too. Yes, yes. That was incredible. But the 444, just the intimacy of that, and just the energy of being like, wow, like you're just hurt on our dark plays. Like, like, you're really that nigga. Like, you really did it. You know, like, I just felt like he, he knew, like, he, the, the way that he, especially compared to, like, the Wednesday show, Mm-hmm. Which is also awesome. So I have a lot of love for like DC. You know, he was DC based back in his days. Like I know a lot of people that like used to run with him. He would go to like go goes and stuff. Like he was very cool and was very connected in DC. So I think he, he also too like still getting a he'll do pockets, he'll do go go three fish shows. Like you know, so he's so well versed that he did something different to every crowd. But that New York. That New York experience is just so different. Like, the Barclays was just... It just was a movie in the past. I mean, people crying, knowing every word. I mean... Oh, yeah. We we cooking now. Okay. All right. So, um, with... Um... What is Jay's defining moment to you? As a fan, looking at, looking at his career from... Hawaiian Sophie up into now with him doing all the different ventures with Rock Nation, with Puma, with the NFL. What is his most defining moment to you? That's that's a, that's tough. Hope has just done so much. I mean, ooh, defining moment. You mean like in the in the in the sense of like something that appeals to the masses or just my personal? You're personal because to me, you you yeah. You remind me of, of like me, like my sister. Like you're a B side fan, so it's yeah. like you, you, you cherish hold for records like where I'm from, or oh my god, or uh, yeah. fucking I don't know, uh, Marcyville. Uh, yes, like you cherish him for that quality of music. What is a great song to you that defines hold, but it's a B side record? I have to go with like. Just off the top, you know what? It's like my mom always says, "Go with your first instinct." Right, was going to roll off of my tongue was never change. Mm. Mm. Like, who you know, like Hope? Mm. He asked you that then. Yeah. He can ask you the same thing today, and it's the same answer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. That like we've never seen nothing like it, mm. and you never will. Lucky, lucky, right? Yeah. <laughs> Like, I, man, and I don't want to make this into a, a whole like episode, like, but this is a whole dick ride session. <laughs> <laughs> we're riding it hard. <laughs> it's like, I, it's like, yo, but you got you got to give the man his flowers, yo, because sometimes the media, and you know what, and I and I said this, I said this to myself the other week. I feel like the era we're in with like social media. I feel like they don't respect artists like we respect artists growing up. No. It was like, it was like certain, it'd be certain instances. It was like, 
a artist, something would happen with an artist, and it was just like rule of thumb. You're not talking about him. Like you, nah, you don't you're like not. Like, you don't touch that. Yeah, it's like, Bye. like I'll give you an example. Like Jay Prince. We grew up in a time that Jay Prince, although he's not a rapper or whatever, but we grew up in a time that it was just rule of thumb. It was like, bro, you don't say nothing about him. Like you, no. it just, it just is what it is. Like it's just. Let me, let me just tell you. When I seen this nigga with this long at when uh when that shit happened to NBA Youngboy, uh huh, and I seen this nigga, t- I was like scared reading it, and I ain't even got nothing to do with this shit. But I was like, because <laughs> you know when he talking, he talking. Yeah. But but on a, on another note, I didn't like the whole Drake pushing. I did Conversation for another. I day. didn't. I didn't either. I'm like, why are you gonna get involved in that? Let that man, you know. But you know, Drake Drake is gonna reach. You know, at the end of the day. Drake is one thing, but Aubrey is another. So mm-hmm. he he was going to go to the big bros and say, hey, this is what's going on. Mm-hmm. I'm looking crazy out here. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so they try to turn it around, but we, we, know, we, we know what really happened. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we know who got the victim. Is this nigga Terrence, dog? <laughs> it's, it's if, this nigga Terrence, you went, bro. <laughs> if you ran and got your brother already, that's an L. From where we're from, out yeah. there. Yeah. But niggas came so hard for Drake that it's like, they don't see anything other than just Drake. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. he's done this, he's done that. A defining moment, I don't even think Drake really has one. But that's a conversation for another day. Yes, also. yes. But since we're yeah. there, since we're there with Drake, yeah. we're going to yeah. start with, um, we're going to start with Pusher. We're going to do the reverse order of what you've seen. So we're okay, going to start with, right. yeah, we're going to start with Pusher, Comeback Baby. Undoubtedly, one of the best albums from last year, lyrically, production-wise, and all that. However, do you think that the association of the beef with Drake wears on the project's potential of being his best project ever? I mean, it definitely overshadowed it. I think the whole that wrote the whole good music rollout was like all of it kind of like between the the rollout and you know the seven song thing and the uh, the beef with Drake. I just think it all kind of blended up, and I think people didn't really get to give it a chance because there were so many things that were overshadowing it. You know what I mean? It was just so mm-hmm. many elements. They all was dropping back to back. You know, people was waiting for Yandi. It just was a lot. So I just kind of feel like it just, he kind of got overlooked. But, you know, a word on Twitter that people love to use, like, I think it's, I don't know if it's just like a, people love to say underrated, right? That's like the, that's like the thing now. Everyone, people sleep. Like, people, I'm, I don't know that Pusha T, besides like clips, I don't know that he was going to ever achieve that mainstream success because I mean honestly he's just he's only in he's in a cocaine bag I mean he's not getting out of it he mm-hmm. he loves it and that's just not for everybody automatically you know mm-hmm. he's not looking for a radio hit he's not looking for a song for the ladies he's not he's doing him he's he's doing what he came in he stayed true to himself he's never switched up so I think in a world where people kind of move based on the climate he's never done that and I think there's something to be said about an artist like that also but also but but, but at the same time i think it can kind of hinder you mm-hmm. you know what i mean in this climate yeah it's, it's pigeonholing so, yourself yes but out of the whole rollout of all those albums clearly daytona was the best mm-hmm. and then the artwork the album artwork mm-hmm. mm. which people people you know people felt the way about that but I thought it was genius, personally. Yeah, it, it goes hand-in-hand of what kind of artist he is. Like, that... I mean, although, it, you know, it's 
Whitney Houston's bathroom and all that. But in in all fairness of the space that she was in all those years prior to her death, it's it that's what it was. Like it yeah. goes hand in and hand guess what? with what it wasn't artists. a new photo. It wasn't a new photo. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. All he did was just use it. That's yeah. all he did. He he used a photo that was already out in the universe. So to me, I mean, I thought it was fine, but it was like, okay. When I saw that, I was like, okay, he's talking different. But also, it was like luxury, luxury cocaine wrapped with like, like it's Whitney, like it's the illest, like I'm on, I'm on the highest level of it type shit. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it, it's, it's, it's to where like I don't want to say it's glorified, but it's, it's, it's a level up. It's not, it's not on some like some shit where you're like it's an everyday thing. It's like the way we do it and the way how I roll is on some Whitney shit. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. how she was going. So mm-hmm. I, I, I got it and I wasn't offended by it. And I love, I whoop your ass by Whitney Houston. You know what I'm saying? I love her. <laughs> I will whoop your ass, but I got it. You know what I'm saying? It's art. It's just the way he chose to express the bag that he was trying to get into because we've seen him on all different levels rap about cocaine and different things. Like, But this is like, this is like luxury personified and just happened to be about drugs. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah, that's how I felt about it. But I, I kind of agree that the whole Drake thing got in the way. Yeah. Um. What do you think about... What do you think about people that are Drake fans and how, when all this happened, it was the, oh, well, all Pusha talk about is cocaine and all he talks about is drugs. Like, how do you feel when people try to pretty much put an artist like that, basically not understanding an artist. Do you feel like they have the right to say anything about them? I mean, I think that he has a very, I think that Pusha T has a very secure fan base, and I think they like what he offers, but I also think it's not for everybody. You know, I mean, Drake ran the summer with three songs last year, whether you were at a, a kid party that was five years old or if you were at a 60th birthday party. Mm-hmm. That's just like apples to oranges. But I think, I don't know if you saw uh, when uh, Styles P and Dave East were doing their press run for their album. The oh, High 97? Yes. Yes, I know yes. what you're talking about. He was like, he's when the he biggest said, artist in the world. Yes, he said, but you a god, you up here. He said, but when you come down here, you don't get you ain't got no saying how we move, how we but you you decided to bring yourself down here and you didn't need to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All he had to do was not say Virginia Williams and it would have been fine. Mm-hmm. Right? Ooh. Don't you think? They, yeah, that what that was a bad idea. But it's like the the crazy thing about this was you avoided this for like five years. Like he did. Like we gotta think like I want to say that the Take Care album-ish yeah. is when Pusha like really started applying the pressure. He did the freestyle over money, money, things money can buy or I think yeah. that's the name of the yeah. song. And he did that and he said his little line about looking like uh, mobsters on their cover or however he phrased it. Yeah. And you were, you were dodging it. He even got to the point that Malice was like, you know, leave him alone. Then it was like, now you want to take the bait and it's like I've been waiting for this, <laughs> like, and that's how Pusha reacted. I've been waiting. Bet we gonna we gonna end this right now. 
Because it's like, look, this is what I do. You do what you do, but this is what I do. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And he showed it. He showed yeah. it to him, but he just wasn't ready. Face. And I never seen a nigga stutter the way he stuttered when he was on the shop. Yeah. He turned into a little kid. <laughs> I know. He, was so, he just couldn't believe it. But, you know, I always say if either can happen, anything can happen. Yeah. That's that just hurt. what. I'm like, you, you not above, you not above that. Yeah. So to me, I just kind of felt like I, I would have liked him. I would have liked to have seen him either respond or just take the L in silence or something. Because like, but the way he tried to spin it, that, I would never say something like that about someone's friend. Like, get yeah. the fuck out of yeah. here. We're gonna. Fr- I'm gonna have to punch you in the face. <laughs> like, like, yeah, like what the fuck? Like, I, I just was like, you're so fucking soft. But again. Drake is the persona, Aubrey is the person. So he got mm. sensitive. And that's not it's like you can't come down, you can't come, you can't play our game that we made up and then tell us how to make the rules. Yeah. It doesn't work yeah. like that. And that's what he tried to do. But Drake just at the day has so much power and so much pull. And I think that I always say like Nikki and Drake are like very spoiled and you know like Stunner and Slim they put them on a pedestal you know what I mean mm-hmm. like and they just don't see life for what it really is like, even Nikki like you know we love Nikki but they just have their little ways about them where they feel like they really above the law they yeah. really do Yeah. you want Cardi to respect you oh you mean in the same way you respect the little Kim mm. <laughs> you know what mm. I mean it's like that's mm. a double standard it's not fair you didn't want to do it so mm-hmm. why do you expect somebody else to do it? I mean, I ain't the biggest Cardi B fan, let me just say. However, you can't want something, but then you don't get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So that that whole, but you know, again, we, we got many conversations. I, I, I'm yeah. going to be a guest on the show. <laughs> Yo, you fine. Because you, you set me up to good segues. We got some good yeah. segues. So we going to go with uh Drake, ironically, Child's Play. Cameras and go to Disney. They don't need to know all of our business. You wild and you super childish. You go to CVS for Coltex and my Bugatti. I took the key and tried to hide it so you can't drive it and put on mileage. Then you find it. Awful silence. Mama is a saint. Yeah, she raised me real good. All because of her. I don't do you like I should. Don't make me give you back to the hood. Don't make me give you back. I say bounce that shit like whoa. Um, I really enjoyed the views. I know a lot of people that didn't. Um, you said the video? No, well, just like the whole album, the views album. Um, I like a, I know it's a lot of people that deem that one of his better albums out of his whole uh catalog. Um, views was definitely better than Scorpion. Yes, you know what? I've never listened to Scorpion all the way through. See, that says a lot. Yeah, uh, you know what it was? It was lackluster. But let me tell you one thing about Drake. I think overall he does make good albums, but you know, what he does is he gets those hot singles. Like when I heard Mob Times, I was like, oh, that's out of here. Mm-hmm. Like the first time, like from the first time I turned that shit on, and I, I said, oh. So he knows how to get to the ones that's going to grab the people, and then the lacklusterness can kind of fly under the radar. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because he got those hits that are just larger than life on every album. Mm-hmm. So, he just gets away with it. He just makes them crack the code, man. Yeah, absolutely. You give them about four, four 
and then maybe two that could be a single, and then throw another ten songs, and we got an album. Boom! But you know, like on views, like I like certain, like I like certain. I tell people all the time, like I like, like the singing. I don't ever have to hear him sing again. But like that, that miss me, like like that flow, like will miss me, mm-hmm. like that Drizzy Drake, that mob ties shit, mm-hmm. or like on views. Um, what's the one? Western Road flows. Oh, that's my song. Like, that's my oh song. My God. And you that's know what? Like oh and that, God. and I think that's what he does. He he knows, he knows. It's like Tory Lanez. It's like Tory Lanez now. The people that are listening to these songs are going to gravitate to it because they identify with the sample. So I right. know if you know the sample, it's like all right, this going to remind you. So now it's like I don't put myself in a box. So now I don't gave you the sample, but I also right. have to make a good song. So if I make a good song out of the sample that you love, you're gonna love my song, and that automatically. Yeah, that's that Canadian. I didn't crack the. I didn't crack the Da Vinci Code. Oh my God. That's like controller. I mean, like those yeah. songs. I mean, those songs when you in the club, when you out somewhere, and those come on. Mm-hmm. The hottest nigga in the club bouncing to that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like he, he knows. He knows. It's like. What was the other songs that were good on there? Um, Grammys. Oh, yeah. But I like that. Him and Future, they got... Yeah, they got a good chemistry. I mean, to the point where, even though I think it was asinine, mm-hmm. to the point where they was comparing Watch the Throne to... Yeah, no, that's not the same. <laughs> that shit is a dub. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> no. Not even close. No, 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 no. I mean, maybe they mean in terms of chemistry, but you can't be talking about actual content. No, absolutely. There's no not. way. Yeah, no, 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 not at all. But yeah, um, but yeah, Child's Play. That's a, that, that's that's a, that's a girl song though, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's one of those songs that I feel like guys could kind of relate to and get a laugh out of. But I think I think girls kind of feel like. It makes you cop a little, like, cute little, like, attitude, like, this nigga. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I think, I think it was a fun song. And I, and I think when Drake, I like when he has, like, theme-oriented songs, too. Because I think he's a really good storyteller. So, but, but, I, but is that something that I want to hear in the club? No. Mm. Now, I do have a question, though. Because it's, it's like, if I'm correct, it has a, a um, New Orleans bounce sample. So, right. Are you familiar with bounce music? Uh, a little bit. I mean, I, I know about bounce culture with like Big Freedom. I mean, and ultimately, you think about it, we kind of was raised on it with like between like cowboys and shit. So we yeah. kind of know. Yeah. You know, I, I I I wouldn't say that I'm like so so well versed into it, but I definitely I definitely know enough about it. I think. All right. So well, this is. I think I think we can like make this question more about house music in general. So you have bounce music, then you have go go, and like for for us we have uh, us in Baltimore we have Baltimore Club and whatever. Right. But how do you feel about artists sampling house music outside of the region that it's based in, if they're not from that region? So like having somebody like uh like a Drake doing. Uh, having bounce samples in his music. How do you feel about artists doing stuff like that? Drake pushes the envelope. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And I think because he is so... I mean, he wants... he One thing... he's Drake, his whole thing has always been versatility. So, 
because he's so comfortable in that. I think it just depends on the artist. You know, Drake does it well. So when you if you can actually execute it where it's not fucking corny, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with like. I don't believe, I mean, if you, I don't know, like, if you know any kind of artist, whatever it is, like, whether it's a painter or hairstylist or just any person that creates anything, if you know anything about them, you know that if they're confident in what they do, they're always going to try different things and they never want to be in a box. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And he's not, he don't have to worry about money, really, so he can really do what he wants to do. Mm -hmm. And I like that he he pushes the envelope and takes chances and um, also he's able to you know, he's not going to get on a beat like that and, like, scream like Meek Mill. You know what I mean? What yeah. you love Meek Mill. No shade to Meek Mill. We, I, I, listen, Chase is forever. I fucking <laughs> love Meek Mill. I fucking love Meek Mill. I, this is my nigga. However, he's not versatile. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So he's not going to get on that beat and be sounding like that old hungry Philly nigga. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, Drake can get into a bag where it's suitable. So if it's done well, I don't mind it. Mm-hmm. I don't mind it. Alright. So, yeah. oh, okay. Alright. Sidebar. I really wish they did um I really wish Wale did a video for Back in the Go Go with Bum B and Pusha. Um Oh Back in the Go Go, oh my god. That yes. that was like, you know, one of those that was like I remember the original and it not having Pusha on it. And I think it solidified the record for me. Having Pusha on it because I think that was around the time Pusha was like I don't know if I'm gonna go solo and then then it, it was, was in like between, right him and his brother was like just to end of their thing yeah what was that last one was that to the casket drops was that the last one they did um uh yes yes uh, I ironically like that I, I, I like that album the uh Hell Have No Fury celebrates 13 years wow this week yes this week. Um, I'm an old bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn, thirteen years ago. Thirteen years. He he tore Wayne a new asshole on that intro too. He did. Ah, Jesus Christ. Pusha T don't be scared. He like Pusha T say I ain't scared of you, nigga. Nah, at all, at all. Uh, we love Pusha T though, but you know, you got to go for the top dog. Yeah. Turn your stripes. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, what we have next? Uh, we have next. We have uh, Big Sean Paradise Extended. Walking in like I got cameras on me. Niggas can't control me. Ain't no handles on me. Shit don't get out of hand. They get handled. Homie got a pretty young girl look like Janet on me. She a pretty penny and she know I'm doing numbers till we crash up the whole database. I bring it home like I'm base to base to base. Cause I'm looking like planet other base the next. All right, so let's talk Big Sean's career. Lord. <laughs> Does Sean have more good projects than bad projects? Yes. Hmm. What, what do you think? I I think and or I, is it even? Or is it even? I don't know, man, because I feel I don't like know if he has any bad ones. I feel like him and Wale all fund uh they fall under the same category, which is every other project they put out is good. Yes. I don't feel like I feel like Every other one, it's... And I feel like it started with Wale after Ambition. Because the first two, I could play all the way through. Which was yeah. it's Attention Deficit and Ambition. But after that, I was just like, 
Bro, what I, was after that? What ambition? What was it? The gifted? What was after that? Yeah, gifted and gifted, yeah. Yeah, gifted and I think the the only blue moon was after that. Yeah, that was the next one because that's when he had his daughter. Yeah, yeah so that, that one and then like this one right here, I'm like, I'm in, I'm I'm on a fence on it still, but, but you know, a lot of people think Wale is corny. Okay, now is that? Is that outside of y'all area? Do, like, how do y'all feel about him out there? Oh my God, it's just mixed reviews. It's just, but you know, they say they say in DC, you know, they like they like crabs in a barrel, you know. Oh, so it's like Baltimore. Right? <laughs> like, they say you know, I always say like Baltimore and DC are like similar, but just a world away and like indifferent. It's similar in so many ways, but so different. Mm -hmm. But crabs in a like I just think they're just not what I think. Just from what what I see and what I because he has a very secure fan base and people in DC do love him. I just think when people think about DC representation, I don't know that they want it to be Wale. I don't know that they feel like he's the chosen one or he's the one. You know what I mean? Like mm. I don't think that they feel he represents. Because also, like you know, he's like Jalen from Merlin a little bit. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I hear that too. Like you know, the PG and, uh, and you know how that is. Yeah, like county it's, versus city. It's the same thing. Yes, yes, you know yes. For y'all. Yeah. So I think mm. niggas like, oh, that nigga be well, and he always crying. But that nigga come back though. Yeah, he can. He can. And I think because he has to fight so much for his respect, knowing that he nice. And it bothers him. I I always say him and Stolly are the same way. Because I remember an interview with Stolly kind of like, Rosenberg said something to him and Stolly stopped everything. He was like, but no, nah, why? Like, why? Like, why do you feel like that? And I, I get it. Talented artists. But then at sometimes it's like, I feel like the, the approach has to be like cold at this point. Right. It's like, I don't, bro, I don't care what y'all think. I know I'm nice. And right. these people know I'm nice. And focus on the people that know you're nice versus focusing on the people that you're trying to win their respect over your music, knowing that you, knowing that you'll your fans know. You'll never be good enough for those people. Yeah. Right? You'll never be good enough yeah. for those people. And I so think that, that, falls, that falls with anybody creative. I feel like a lot of, a lot of us, because I'm guilty of it too, like you fight for certain people to like what you put out, knowing that, they're not even either paying attention or they or they'll just catch on to a layer. Allow them to catch on to it later. That right. way they have so much to catch up on. Cause let me tell you, I was like that about Nikki. I was not I re only way and I mean you know, I'm guilty of being sucked into just like the celebrity lifestyle. Cause you know, like in the last what, maybe not ten years, maybe a little less, we started to be able to see people's lives more. You know, back yeah. in the day, you had no show. You had to do you know, you had to go by if you saw, like, I, we would go to Howard Homecoming, just walk up Georgia Avenue, and you would see Fab, and you would see, you would see people, but that was like, you know, Instagram, you can just almost pull up, on, you know, you could go wherever somebody is now. Mm -hmm. It wasn't always like that. So I think with that, it just got to a point where people just want, like with Nikki, I was like not a big fan, but when she started dating me, because I love me. Mm -hmm. I was like, all right, if you're with her, she must be all right. Let me give her a chance. <laughs> but how many chance. years was she out before that? Uh, I, I just thought she was ten. so gimmicky and so corny. and You know, she would have a few verses here and there that would catch me. But 
I mean, you know, but I just was always like, Ugh. I never was a Nicki fan. But then I just, I just, when, when, when Cardi came out and there's no shade, that's when I appreciated Nicki more. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait, this whole time, like, you were good. Because mm-hmm. this girl is just yelling and she don't even write. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's to your point of they'll figure it out. So now, it wasn't like I wasn't familiar with her projects, but it's still that kind of thing of catching up. It's really true. Because now I care way more now than I ever did. Like mm-hmm. the Queen album, you couldn't have paid me to listen to it. I mean, just, no, I never was fucking with Nicki like that, but now I do. Yeah. And so, they'll come when it's time, but you got people that just committed to just not liking you. That's just what it is. Yeah. yeah. That is very... Very true. They won't. They won't look past the fact that you're pumping out great content or great music, or you have the album or verse of the year. It's no. you. It's who you are, or something you've done to them, or something they can't achieve on their own. So they, they just they're spiteful. They're spiteful, right? And Rick Ross, did you see when Rick Ross was on Breakfast Club talking about a hater? Yeah. He was like, you know. But it's hating when you ain't even in the game when you got something to say. Those are the people that we're talking about. Yeah. They don't mean anything ultimately. So take your eggs out of that basket and focus on the people who do love you. And I think a lot of and I think a lot of Wale's fan base got got you know he he wears you out as a as an artist. You know, like in terms of like we love you. Why are you always worried about what everybody else thinks? You know, mm-hmm. cater to your audience. And I think he's finally getting it 25 years later. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Just even getting into Afro beats and different things. And while it really is like a trendsetter, but people don't necessarily see it until later. Mm-hmm. Like doing stuff with Gaga and they said, no rappers were doing that. Yeah. Who was doing that? On his first I mean, album. First album. Mm-hmm. Out the gate with Lady Gaga. And she was... He was more popular than her at the time. Mm-hmm. As crazy as that sounds. Yeah. So, what you had Jay-Z doing rehab with, uh, you know, Amy Wiles. But you didn't really... But Jay is Jay. You know, he yeah. always been ahead of the curve. But mm-hmm. So, yeah, and I think... So, so, so then to, to, to venture back into, like, the Big Sean thing. Um, Sean's a spitter, and I think everybody know that. Mm-hmm. And... Charlamagne, I don't know if he gets the credit he deserves, but I think niggas know. Yeah. I think they would pick him over Wale. Absolutely. And that is that a bad thing though? Because it's like, well, well, number one, he doesn't cry. Yeah. He's not always fucking crying. Also, he's more of a party guy too. Yeah. He likes to have fun. I think aesthetically, you know. Mm-hmm. That's not for you to say, but I think it's <laughs> I just like, uh-huh. <laughs> like, uh, okay, sure. You're like, sure. Right, whatever. right, I right. Think it's like more appealing, and then, you know, he's been linked to, you know, he's had like some cooler relationships, and then he has the good music co sign. Although, while they did have the Rick Ross co, you know, the MMG, but I feel like also Ross, like, even though Ross is. Fan base is a lot more broad than a Wale. I mean, people Ross has a certain fan base too. You know, mm-hmm. don't you think? What do you yeah. think? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I do feel like with Wale when he did sign to, um, when he did sign to MMG, it gave him another avenue, like a 
essentially a real cosign because you have the people right. that's like, oh, he cry, he do this, or nothing's ever right. So all right, let's let's give him another avenue. So now he has he has that other avenue of you know the thugs, the gangsters, the the street right. niggas, the shit like that that he but wasn't it, it getting. Gave him some edge. It gave him some edge. Yeah. But with that, I do want to ask you a question uh, along the lines of Big Sean and Wale and artists like them. Um, as big as those artists are, they're still signing someone, which is right. Ross and Kanye. And right. what album should an artist like them to, Wale and Sean, should they venture off to start their own labels? If you can get the streets, you can get anybody. So that's what I think. Once you like with me, Meek has the streets. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I think you just got to kind of have, you have to be relatable. Like, you know what I mean? In, mm -hmm. order, in order for people to kind of, for you to get that type of like respect and for people to view you as like a boss. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. People have to, do Wale look like a boss to you? Nah. I mean, he don't even give you that energy. You know what I mean? Meek might have been even when you see Meek not be braiding Meek, he, he commanded, he had a presence. He always knew who he was. He never cared what anybody thought of him. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I was watching him on, um, I forget what I was watching. Oh, I think it was Breakfast Club. You probably saw when he was like, he went to Philly for Thanksgiving, like when he was out of jail. Sincerely, mm -hmm. he was like, how he rode by him and his friend. I guess, I think he had like, a Rolls Royce, something, whatever he was driving. And of course, you know, people pretty much know when he coming through because he still goes to the same areas, you know, every day. And he said he saw those same girls sitting on that same porch. And he's like, what's up? And he's like, they probably, he said, I know they probably like, that nigga ain't nobody. He just, uh, I used to fuck that nigga anytime I want. But you see what I'm saying? He's like a regular person. Meek is like, I don't think he take himself too seriously. And he's just, he's just relatable. So I think people... Like, everybody might got a cousin like me, me or an uncle, or something, you know what I mean? Like, a fresh nigga that give money that you might see. I just think people want to see something that, people want to see a little bit of stardom about you. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that Big Sean or Riley had that star quality, so I don't know, even Ross had it, you know what I mean? He always had it. They don't embody it. Even if they feel like they have it, they don't embody it, they don't own it. So I think that's like that makes them a little less appealing to the masses, don't you think? Absolutely, absolutely. So no, they ain't even nowhere near that. But you got somebody like Two Chains. Mm-hmm. Totally believable. Totally like okay, he could do that. He could boss up and say, "All right, I'm gonna venture out what he's doing." Mm -hmm. I can't wait to see what he's cooking up with his people. Yeah, um, I like how because if I'm correct, short is short dog signed to him to um. To two chains? Now that I don't know. Um, that, I don't, is that what we heard? We need to fact check that. Um, cause I always see that he's involved well, with. See him all together. Yeah, and even um, what's his name? Schooly. Schooly. Why What is his name? Yeah. Yeah. He's pretty dope too. Um. So next up, let's see where we got uh, Kendrick. All right. <laughs> Up, homie, you fucked up, but if God got us, then we gon' be alright. 
We're almost five years removed from To Pimp a Butterfly original release. What impact did this album have on the black community? I think that Kendrick was just a cool nigga that was able to put words together that grabbed you in a way that, let me just say, just for the record, I'm not the biggest Kendrick fan. Mm. And not because, I, I just find him to be, for me, for just me personally, and I don't know why, I find him to be a little bit boring. But I love a lot of his music, but I think, he just was on some like common meets Andre 3000 type shit. You know what I mean? Like hmm. the way, right? You know what I'm saying? Kind of gave you that like it, it was woke, but it was still like on some cool shit. You know, he was around the way nigga mm-hmm. that actually read some books. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, you, oh, you try to kick knowledge? Bad. Yeah, you know, you're like, okay, you know. <laughs> and then and you got some bounce with you too. Um, but I think that that when we talk about the finding moment, that was his. Okay. Because, like, Section 80, I, I enjoyed a lot. Like, Hold Up. Like, I, I used to kill that song. Mm. Um, and it was like, okay, he started making some noise. And you knew that. You knew that he was on the rise. But that's the Pippa Butterfly. That's what did it. Mm-hmm. And then that beat. Can we talk about Skateboard P? We can, like, that Absolutely. Song. Anytime. That's Man, listen. Virginia niggas is. is They're so lit. Yo, it's they. It's that, so, look. Look. Something in the water, right? Yeah, I'm going. And I, I went last year. It was great. I didn't go, but I had friends who went. Listen. I heard the damn hotels was already sold out for uh Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what me and my girlfriend are going to do. But I'm hope. I think last year, what I ended up doing was I stayed probably like, I stayed at a, um, fuck, was that a Sheraton? I think it was a Sheraton. Not far, probably like 15, 20 minutes from there. Luckily, I had hotel points. But... It, it worked out because it was like 15 minutes away. I like the whole setup of something in the water because this is this is what sold me on it. I wasn't going to go that Friday uh, show anyway, but it ended up being raining so bad that they uh, canceled it. But they refunded people that first day, and it didn't take really? forever for us to get our refund. We got our refund back probably like two weeks after the event. If that, that. so that that yeah that did that was something for me that that did a lot for me showing like that you know should happen so so we know this gonna keep on going throughout the years and it becomes an annual thing we're gonna make sure we we do right by y'all right so not only we don't want to leave y'all with a bad taste in y'all mouth exactly and then the ex that he had on for Friday. Everybody did like a crash course on Saturday, and it gave us hope. So it, everything worked crazy. out so well. But even like um, the whole parking situation, like they had like a like a um, like a fairgrounds area that you could park and you take the bus down to the waterfront. It was just done so well with no issues, and I appreciated it. Um, so hopefully this year. We get we get even more, you know. I really, honestly, I could have I could have did without Sunday. Sunday, although pu- Sunday had Pusher and um, Chris Brown. Chris Brown definitely threatened somebody on stage. Typical oh, Virginia nigga, but you know. Um, <laughs> but Gotta it, love it was, CB. Yeah, bro, it's a little crazy. But uh, congratulations as well. Um, but <laughs> like you know, it it was great. It was it was great. But Pharrell has done so much. For this culture and others. What a 
such a stand up guy like yeah so let me tell you so when I heard the R.I.B. right I was like okay that was the first time where I felt like I got some excitement from Kendrick you know what I'm saying I was like okay, oh, okay. that was a different that was like not his normal flow none of it like that was he showed me some versatility which like but I think for Pharrell that was kind of a another because like when okay so when him and Chad you know when they I, I, I I guess they we call them the hiatus because they still have they've done stuff together since they like quote unquote broke up, right? Yeah. Um. I, but that was like I'm sorry, that was like his first beat that he really did that was yeah. without Chad. Yeah. Like you know his when his first big beats with a with I'm not gonna say Kendrick was like um I guess where was he at? Kind of like a uh, he wasn't super mainstream at that point. Yeah, because you know Good Kid, Mad City was su such a big album was this okay was this after good kid mad city though good kid mad city had the uh what's what did that have the uh that had, um the uh that had swimming pools yes well yes swimming diving yeah yeah wait was um, that i think that was after yeah it was after but was it an that album in between that or no, that was 2015, so I doubt it. No. But so, yeah, no. No. I, no, 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 you're right. I, yeah, I think it was after, yeah. But I think when I heard that We Gonna Be Alright, I was like, it was just so, let me just tell you, I love when Pharrell gets into that those triumphant type beats. Mm-hmm. Like, like Jay-Z, I know. Mm. Um, so certain beats where you just like, you feel the message because the message always matches the music whenever he does do that. And I was like, wow, you're like, listen, I might not be with Chad, but trust me, I do this shit. Mm -hmm. And I just felt like for real, he came out, he came out the gate swinging hard with that job. Yeah, definitely. And I, and as a person who was not like, like I said, like a huge Kendrick fan, I was like, oh. This shit is crazy. And then Pharrell's vocals on there. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. Perfectly done. You know, you know how, how, how Jay said on um on on Fade the Black, you put the right artist with the right track, lead the door, crack and let God in. Yes. That's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happened on We Oh All Right. Mm. Killed it. Mm. Nothing perfection. Nothing for you to say about that, so I don't give a fuck who you are. Mm -hmm. That might I bet you that shit was a one take. I can see it. Don't you think? Yeah. I just I feel like the, the song just invokes emotion. Like, I need so to fuck real. something up yeah. kind of thing. Like, you really felt like you was going to be all right. Yeah. Like, it's it's a lot going on, but so we're going to get through this one. And when you heard that shit in the club, it still, it went. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It went. And just with everything that was going on with all the, the shootings and everything that we were just going through at the time, I think all that was on the rise with, you know, George Zimmerman and all that shit. You know, it just came out at a time where we needed something to be inspired and and, and believe in something, you know? So I think it came in, it was perfect timing. Everything about it was perfect. A plus. Yeah. Tens across the board. <laughs> Yes. Uh, so let's see. Next up, we got uh, let's go with let's go with yay. Devil in a new dress. Mm, mm, mm. Jamaica spot at the bar, take a seat. 
I ordered your jerk, she said you're on with your eat. She see, I always loved a sense of humor, but tonight you should have seen how quiet the room was. The Leo Cone and Dior Home Nest, Dior Home, that Dior homie. The crib star space couldn't be more Tony. You love me for me, could you be more phony? Uh, before I get into my question, I seen that um a couple hours ago, probably about seven hours ago, the producers of the song Bink. I and, know what you're gonna say. Yeah, like, and you know what's crazy? So my brother Bro, put when me I on. Saw that, I was, when I tell you I was dying, I'm like, this is crazy. The universe, I'm like, this shit is all aligned. Man. Yeah, it's crazy. That that's why I was like, I gotta end it with this one. So it was crazy because my brother put me onto this um. This podcast is called Dissect. So basically, okay. it's a guy, and I, you know, I'm going to send it to you because I think you would love it. So basically, it's a guy, he took a whole season, and he dissected, like, uh, he did one for Kendrick's, damn, and he did one for Kanye, uh, My Dark Twisted Beautiful Fantasy. And the last one that I was listening to, he covered and dissected to a T, down to the samples, uh, the the difference of the different um drums, the hi hats, he the uh the verses, he broke down everything in this song, and it was probably one of the greatest one of the greatest things I ever heard in my life. It's about an hour. I need to listen to it. So he um in the way that he just he went about it was from the perspective of. Someone that obviously studies music. Um, but like I said, Bink and Mike Dean are going back and forth of who did what on, on this particular song. And Mike Dean was basically talking about how without the breakdown of the song, it would have just been a fucking loop. And that's that's exactly what he said. And obviously Bink took a uh took um he took offense to it because um I don't really recall a lot of people actually mentioning Bink did this beat. I always hear Mike Dean as the the person that actually produced the record. Always. I never heard anything different. Yeah, so, and actually listening to the podcast was the first time I actually heard that. Um, I think it's weird because Bink is such a, a legendary producer coming out of Virginia, another Virginia native. Um... It just, it seems kind of weird that somebody that's had such a long history of working close with Rockefeller and Kanye and things of that right. nature, how he's left off of such a big record on this album. Not to mention, this is probably Rick Ross's best guest appearance I've ever heard on, a, on any of these guest appearances that he's done over the years. At mm. least the top three. No, I mean, I think... It ain't if, if it's top three, it ain't three. It gotta be like <laughs> I mean, I, 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 when you say ever, I think I think I think he would probably agree with that. Yeah, for whatever reason. Yeah, he actually did an interview at um Complex Con saying that that's that's actually the second verse that he wrote. Um, the first verse, Kanye told him he could do better. I think I I think I did see that. I think I did. Yeah. So it's it's. I Kanye really love this song. Best bro. out of his out of his features because he he's not scared to creatively. He gonna go there every time. Mm -hmm. He's gonna go to the back. Actually, I want you to come to uh, Brazil for 
a day. <laughs> and I want you to look at the mariachi band. And then I want you to go and write your verse. You know, like, the way his recording process is, uh, over the years, like, all the different ways he's done it. Because, like, that album was mostly done in Hawaii, right? Yeah. They flew him out mostly. there to Hawaii well, for a day, was, I like, think. Right. He had everybody out there. And I think he was out there for, like, a couple, like, a month or two or something. Mm-hmm. So, just his creative process is, like, so fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have to know it. I mean, it's directly attributed to the final product. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like, you think about that Wyoming shit, like, a lot of those songs were, like, like, those beats, those beats that he did on Daytona, I'm like, you gotta be zoned all the way out. Yeah. You gotta be in the mountains. You gotta be somewhere where, like, if you know, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That? Yeah. To him performing that live, how he... How how the records start with the 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 acapella flow? Pulling up in that nude toy. Oh yeah. yeah like Pink Floyd. I'm with Where were you? Boy. Where were you when Big Boy brought the Tigers in? Mm. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> that, he went crazy. And he then went, and then on top of that, and to start to beat off like that, he came out like, oh this this how we rocking. This how yeah. this how the fuck we going? What's up? Yeah. What's up? What's up, Grammys? What's yeah. up, Dre? What's yeah. up, niggas? Yeah, that Nigga definitely went crazy. Then the flip on the on the little Kim on the little Kim joint, like listen, uh, he went nasty. He knew, mm. and I think too. I think Pusher too is like he he kind of he knows what Kanye can do, and he's not going to take like less. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like yeah. Nah, I want, I know, I want you to, I want you to get all the way in your bag when it, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he even said he was impressed, even before it was any Grammy buzz or anything. Cause I don't know that people thought he was going to get, I, I, he probably, no, I ain't going to say he was shocked because Push is arrogant like that. But I think everybody else was shocked. Yeah. And it was just like, without changing his regular formula, I did this shit my way. And I still got the same results that y'all got by getting being Grammy nominated. He really did that shit. But I knew he wasn't gonna win though. Yeah, no, I oh hell no. <laughs> hell no. Hell but no. listen, just being mentioned is enough. Yeah. That's that's like when you look at the, the ones for this year and they got Tyler the Creator. Don't get me wrong, Tyler the Creator album was really good. But he does not he does not belong in that category. And because he's you in that category, though? it makes it unfair. You know what, though, Corey? I think he thinks the same thing. Yeah! Hell yeah, that nigga like, think like, that. What did he say? He said something like, wow, I guess. <laughs> it's like, don't get me wrong. He can rap. But I also feel like it's disrespectful to him for what he did for that album, knowing that he wasn't trying to make a rap album. That was a goddamn alternative album. Yeah, and it's really fucking good, which is crazy. No, it's amazing. Earthquake is ridiculous. The earthquake's my shit, bro. All right. <laughs> Earthquake could come Listen, on anywhere. You got, fucking, you got Uncle Charlie. Mm. Oh, that's another thing. Good music and Uncle Charlie. Yeah. Oh Listen, I, I got a whole. Music. I got a whole. Uh, I have a whole episode surrounded by a Charlie Wilson playlist that I made that I haven't recorded yet. I have the notes and all that shit. I just have yet to put it out yet, but. I think that was one of the first things I noticed on Earthquake. I was like, is that is that Charlie Wilson? But it was no credits out yet. 
I was yeah, like, nah, that's that Charlie fucking yes, Wilson. But listen, we know Uncle Charlie. That's <laughs> one of them voices that you don't got to think twice about. Man. Like, bruh, but, um, Wait, what were we? What was shit? Okay, we what, went on oh, a tangent. Devil in New Vegas. Okay. <laughs> All right, so um, complex, complex has called this album the album of the decade. Do you agree? Absolutely. We never seen nothing like it. Mm. Mm. He had to be like a little bit out of his mind still <laughs> yeah. at that time. Yeah, I'm gonna put, and I think, and you know what I think? You know what? I, what another thing would happen with that album? Mm-hmm. I think people tried to like. Y'all like I'm not gonna say count him out, but I think with 808s when that came out, it was so left for people. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that they thought that he could. They didn't know where he was going with it after that. I think he confused people. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know us, your brother, me, Terry, all, we loved him. Mm-hmm. I mean, RoboCop, all amazing. Let me tell you, when I I cry when I listen to Amazing, because you know, like what he was going through so much, like all he had left was his love of music. His mother was gone. Like, if you just put the storyline with that album, it makes perfect sense. He couldn't have made nothing other than that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was going to be full of grief and heartbreak and just over the top expression, and that's what it was. That's what it was. Um, and I feel like with um, my beautiful, I feel like he he went, he locked in, and he said, "You know what? I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give y'all that old Kanye with a twist. Mm-hmm. Like Devil in the New Dress is super. Like to me, I just imagine him in the old, like with like pink polo Kanye. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? In the Rockefeller." Can't, you know what I'm saying? Trying to get that one shot, trying to get that burst to Jay. Like, listen, because you know how he when he was with Jay when he first came out. Because you know, you already know Dave brought him around and shit. And Jay was just on some like, okay, he wasn't really tripping off of him. He had to really, really, really impress Jay. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when he did Devil in a New Dress, he got in that bag like, oh, this shot town, this South Side. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I just feel like. He's owned out. He just spazzed. With the sample, I mean, the guitar, and you felt everything he wanted you to feel. It was so much conviction in that song. I don't know that I've heard conviction from Kanye like that ever. Um, and that says a lot. Yeah, yeah. So my question to you now is, what has Kanye West's career become now? So we go from a decade ago of him putting this out to now he has Jesus is King and he had the ye- he had Yay. So how would you, how do you feel being a Kanye West fan to see his career come to this point now? How do you feel about that? I like you know what I like to listen to people like um like Biggs right for instance. Biggs, whenever he does any type of press or anything, you know, Biggs, you know, we never even knew what the nigga sounded like. Until Fuck no. <laughs> so, whenever I see him talk or say anything, I, I always listen. And I just know, like, when all this stuff was going on with Baga Hat or whatever, you know, he just kind of explained that, like, the way that y'all see Kanye is, like, the same way he's always been. 
it's just whatever he's on and whatever he feels like he needs to say or want to say or whatever whenever he feels how he feels he's just gonna say he's like but sometimes he'll say stuff even kim kardashian has said it he'll say something and the way that his delivery is just so fucked up that you miss it Mm -hmm. but i feel like if you speak kanye like you and i Mm -hmm. you get it and i think so Biz was basically saying like what you're seeing is like it's not anything new he's always had radical thinking and you know off the wall kind of reasoning and he always had a uh a open mind to stuff so Biz was just on some like this is just Kanye this is how he is you're not gonna always agree with him but he gonna he gonna get his shit off mm-hmm. and it is what it is you know what I mean yeah. and that's basically so to me how I look at it Again, I don't want to put you in the box. And he's always just the same way he got on the fucking telethon and said George Bush doesn't like black people mm-hmm. or doesn't care about black people. It's the same yay that's saying let's leave with love. You know, everything Trump is saying is not bad. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's literally the same thing. If you think about it, it's just in a different way about a different person. But people didn't hate Bush the way that, well, they thought. It was like, oh, you thought this was bad. Wait till a couple years. Let me show you this. So I think that um, I think that to see him now, um, I I like to see him being free and doing what he wants to do and taking no for an answer because he will tell you what is his what is his story always been. Every every single thing that I've always done, everyone said I could not do. Mm Hmm. He gives creative hope, bro, because if you think about it, the average person, if if I go into a bank right now and I ask them for a loan, they're going to tell me no without a business plan. Right. Without seeing some type of return with any any person that's willing to invest, they want to know what's the return. But they're automatically going to say no without the right information to show that they're going to get something out of it. And the same thing happened for him. They didn't believe yeah. that he was a good rapper. They believed he was a producer. So if we it sign is. him as a producer, we lock him in so he doesn't give this beats to anybody else. But the joke was on them because, yeah, you signed me as a producer. So now you giving me, you giving, you signed me. Now you also give me time to be in the studio by myself. And I already know how to run the boards. So I'm just going to rap over all these fucking beats that I give to y'all. And if look, something come up, something come up. Look, one, y'all, what, y'all gonna catch one, and one of them yeah. gonna catch one. Y'all gonna like something. <laughs> right, right. I'm gonna keep, I'm, I'm gonna keep coming up the gate swinging. Yeah. Initially, I'm gonna connect. Period. He, the good thing is he never gave up. Never gave up. It was he just never, like. I, I, I think you know. Let me tell you what happened, Kim Kardashian. Hmm. And let me tell you, you know, hate it or love it. I do, I do love the Kardashians, not because of just how they are as a family. You know, they're, they're very family-oriented. They stick together. Just that part of it, you know. You, how can you hate on that? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You pushed out. You you birthed all millionaires. You figured it out for your kids. Who don't want to figure it out for their kids? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, that lady ain't do nothing wrong. She just did what she had to do for her kids. The same thing that every other parent does. She just did it with a lot more resources. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> but um, I think, you know, with Kanye, when you think about Spaceship Kanye, that's not... Kim Kardashian is not a part of that storyline. Mm-hmm. 
you essentially with with the woman who doesn't understand the experience and can't relate in the slightest way. Mm-hmm. And I think that really threw people off. They didn't want to see that. They don't. They don't want to see it. Yeah. They still don't. So that's where he kind of went wrong. That's why I, I'm not gonna say wrong because I don't have a problem. But you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. That's where people kind of was like, "You thrown off him," and we definitely didn't like that fucking um, Jesus album. Yeah. They didn't like the Jesus album. They felt like it was too. It was too much. It was devilish. It was this. It was that. And then you married this girl, and they just felt like he was never the same after that. Did you like Jesus? I think it was a good album for the gym. Okay, I think only like Blood on the Leaves was. Blood on the Leaves was so good. Yeah, I, I don't really remember much on there besides that. Blood on the Leaves and na 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 na. Oh, is that I Am God? Black Skin. Black Skin. Oh yeah, Black Skin. Oh, I Am a God too. That was good too. Okay. But you know what I loved about what, what he did with Jesus? I loved how when he came out with the life of Pablo, I always mm. felt like life of Pablo was every Kanye in one. That was Jesus. That was graduation. That was late registration. That was college dropout. He gave you a little bit of everything. That remember that got nominated for a Grammy too. Did he win? Uh I don't think he did. He didn't win, but he got nominated. Yeah, and I. I People really shit on Life of Pablo, and that was a really good album, bro. That was that was a good album. It could have been, you know, subtracted a couple songs from there, but like what? Like what song? Um, let's let me go. Let's go back to it real quick. I fucking love Wave. I fucking love Fade. I love Waves. I love uh, Thirty Hours. I love I like 30, Thirty Hours. hours. You know, you know what? You know what? Really, um. It's a song that people don't talk about on there. Saint Pablo. Saint Pablo. How'd I go? That, that's Saint the Pablo. one. The Where I'm From sample. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. That, but wasn't that like on the extended bird? That wasn't like on the. Was that on the original? Yeah. Uh, I think it's on the deluxe. Honestly, I didn't find. Honestly, this album you came out. He dropped it and then he took it off and put it back. Remember, it was like something. Yeah. Uh. So like the last fade. Cause and it was a title. Yeah, cause I, I think the, I think the, the album ended initially with no more parties in L. A. Um, yes, but yes, yes. St. Pablo, I didn't know, I didn't, I never listened to St. Pablo until I was going to see him at Penn State, and I was like, damn, this shit hard. But I would take Wolves off. Um, but that was just, I mean, I, I, I see what you mean with that. Yeah, song. it's like I certain mean, songs I, I could have did without. Um, no more parties in LA was really cool. I like how he, how he sampled um Drake's. It was fun. It was like a that. fun. That was like a fun vibey song. Like, yeah, you know? yeah. And even when I heard the original with Drake's um uncle on it, I was like, damn, that's a, that's it's pretty dope. You know, I I like what they did with that. Father stretch my hand was. I mean, if you want to be technical. It really was fire. Yeah, it was. People really and shit I, I, on it, I though. Think a lot of people did, but I think at that point, people were just so mad at him. Yeah. Things, so it just wasn't received the way it should have been, but that was one of his best for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I listen, man. Oh, yeah, Real Friends. What, yeah. Was, uh, uh, so, uh, what else was on there? Uh, uh, famous. Oh, famous. my God. Famous was amazing. 
I think like... Swiss took that shit to another level too. Oh my god, he knew. Talk yeah. your talk, talk your shit, Swiss. Yeah. That but was... yeah, I think. But the life of Pablo was like heavily slept on. But that's because he was already mad at him. Yeah. That's when that was the decline. That was like. Where it was like, damn, y'all ain't fucking with Kanye. Mm -hmm. That's when I used to be sad about it. Now I'm just like, Kanye, you be giving them reasons. So yeah. I can't even really. It's like, bro, I it's like. I love you because I love you. you <laughs> I'm you with you, but you do be fucking up, dog. <laughs> you be doing a lot, <laughs> But yeah, no, um, he, he, he'll always be my dude. I can't turn my back on him. He's done too much. Yeah. He's done too much. I, I can't do it. How did you feel about hearing the clips again on on the Jesus is King album? I thought it was well. If it took well, it, well, first of all, it took Jesus for for that to happen. <laughs> that, that tells you something in itself. Um, it felt so good, but at the same time, it felt like it felt this like the nostalgia of it was great, but then it just felt like damn, this probably never gonna happen again. <laughs> yeah, it's like dang, it's so good, man. Y'all don't want to put out an album? <laughs> that, nigga, that nigga could still rock, too. Yeah, yeah. No violence. I mean, not that I thought that he forgot, you know, but yeah. still. It's like, we haven't heard him in so long. He had an album out. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But it was like, it's... Mm. I don't think I never really got into yeah, it. Yeah, I, I couldn't either. I mean, I, lo I, loved, I loved his book. Um, You read it, the whole thing? Yeah, it's, it's a great book. It, it, it details... Not only not only does it detail every little thing that happened from, you know, the beginning of the clips, him finding Christ, when he actually decided what... Oh, so what it's about his journey. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's about the, his whole life. Um, Even on YouTube, they have... Uh, he acted out different excerpts. And um, he also talks about the actual day when he was like, yeah, this is it. He was on a plane, um, and Pusher was running late. To get on the plane. And then he was like, he stood, when Pusher actually got to the plane, he stood up and he was like, this is it. I'm not doing this shit no more. Um, It, it was just a lot going on with them. It, it's a really dope read. Um, Maybe I should read it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I definitely recommend that to people. I think I say this shit at least once a month to somebody, like how great this book was. And I think, I think the good thing about him on the Kanye album is it didn't take... It didn't take him off his journey. It no, was still in the same vein. He still found the way to sneak in some coke bars. Yeah. He, oh my god. And then still, still conveyed a message like, yeah. I'm, I didn't forget where I came from. Yeah. You know, but but I'm sanctified now. Yeah. Oh mm. god. What about sanctified? Mm. Mm. Oh god. Yeah. Kanye, man. I love Vance on that joke, too, though. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did. You know what's crazy? I just was talking about that on an episode. Please tell I me. I listen to that shit all the That's one of them songs that, when it comes to my shuffle, I got to run it back like two or three times. Mm-hmm. Damn, please oh tell God. me about that. People was like, that was blasphemy. <laughs> like, listen, it all is at the end of the day. Yeah, man. I mean, in Jesus' name. <laughs> You know, music is music, man. If you can find a way to creative, creatively do it, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm here for it. And Kanye bodies that shit. Yeah. But okay. I think, I think, I think that was a new dress was like an iconic moment for Kanye. Right when people like that was the moment where like when you listen to that, you're like, this is why we fell in love with Kanye. Mm -hmm. He just reminded you. Mm-hmm. 
Kanye is your favorite, and then that that would be my final question to you. Ooh, mm. it would have to be. But when you say era, um, so uh, like album era. So like we're talking Pink Polo. Uh, college dropout to oh, graduate. I'm definitely that I'm, era. I'm, I'm, I'm Pico, Pico with the fur collar, Kanye. Ooh, so diamonds is that diamonds? Yes, Ooh. late registration. Ooh, god damn, yeah, that's just my favorite shit right there. Because, like, this thing, like, American Boy, Kanye, yeah, who's going in in the UK? Anybody gonna say UK? Yeah. Now she was like, I'm on my fashion shit. I'm about to show y'all niggas what to do. What's up, Virgil? Yeah. I'm with my niggas. What's up, Don C? We out here. All the shit we've been trying to show niggas for years, we, we, we're we slowly embarking on it. And that's yeah. when I feel like he started to become it. He was always stylish and stuff, but he kind of grew up. He kind of grew up in front of us, yeah. honestly. I, uh, yeah. I mean, he just, he's always the, he's that brother that's like, Yo, you right, but yo, you you <laughs> you doing right. too much. You making too right. much noise right now. I know what you're trying to do, but mommy about to get off. You gotta clean up, <laughs> All right? I mean, you talk about, but it was just that bounce, like touch the sky. That's it. I mm, mean, you can go the, off on that shit too. And then, and then and then he got that the hard that you know drive slow. You know mm. what I'm saying? That shit where it just make you just bounce. You can ride. You can ride your car to that shit. And that bass is thumping. Mm-hmm. And you feel like you're in Chicago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then what's the one that he had with... um? That's when he did that Nas album. The Nas joint. Uh, oh, Dream. Dream Major. But yeah, but remember the one he did on Nas's album? Uh, yeah. Still Dreaming. Some people, some people. Mm-hmm. Like, that bag that he was in was just... It was just... It, it was like that 1970s flow. Yeah. That, that, oh, like, look. Same thing. When when uh when Cam said that this is that nineteen seventies hair off flow, Kanye, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. whole era right there was my favorite, mm. without a doubt, because it was it Baby. was nothing. Yeah. It was nothing for you to question. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? It was mm-hmm. like, what is he on? It was nobody. It was no confusion. Mm-hmm. This is con. This is the This is the essence of Kanye, mm. and that was just always my favorite because he didn't give a fuck. He had a bad bitch on his arm. Him and Jay was still tight. Mm-hmm. Jay without Kanye without Jay is a little bit, you know. I, I don't know about I that. I just wish they they figured Jay it out. Jay kept him more grounded. I th- I think I think honestly I think they have figured it out, but it's nobody wants to fuck up someone else's money right now, so we can't be out in public. But I love you. Right. <laughs> Well, when Jay when Jay was on Letterman, he pretty much was like we always gonna be brothers, we always gonna be friends. There's nothing for us. To, I mean, but you know, we just have our differences, and you know, Jay does, Jay's private. He doesn't care the story yeah. of his issues in front of the world. He ain't never been that type. So mm-hmm. I'm not surprised about how it's going down. I just I just wish I think the money as I never thought about that. That's an interesting point. 
That's probably exactly what it is. Yeah. That's the only thing that makes sense, I guess. That's probably what you brought it down to. Yeah, because it's like, all right, think about it. Think about it in the terms of the Beanie Siegel case, right? How he right. said that he wouldn't, he wouldn't um, be responsible for Siegel if he was paroled to his uh, his care. But in the same breath, it's like, bro, you're a loose cannon. And I'm trying to work these deals for all of us. How right. can I do that if I have somebody like this sitting in the boardroom with me? It's like having your, it's like you being corporate and you having your street niggas with you and they don't know how to relax. You're not going to allow, you're not going to allow them to like, fuck up the money. He on this summer, he spoke on that, trying to transition you from the street to the paint beans, I'm not judging you. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about that Yeah. Line. And it, that's, everybody always say that beans was what Meek is. Beans should have been yeah. what Meek is. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Totally. But in the same breath is you got to think of that climate that they was that he would have been that meek. It it just wasn't happening. Late nineties, early two thousands, that that just wasn't happening. No, it's a different time. That wasn't really the era. And that they, it, that nigga really, had everything. They were thinking very progressively. Yeah, but it wasn't really time for it. That's so true. They gave him a shoe, they gave him a clothing line, they gave him a movie. He had everything and more than Meek. It wow. just wasn't it wasn't for the right person at the time. That's all yeah. it was. Cause think about let's think about if Meek had a movie coming out on a Friday, nationwide, yeah. clothing line, shoe deal, all of this stuff. Now it's it's like virtually I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's damn near. He he had it very, very good. Very good. And I think you know what I think? I think the the reason why I, you know, if I had to pick a favorite Jay Z song, you know, you, you probably just have to put a gun to my head and shoot me because I don't think but regrets is like probably that's like a top three for me. Hmm. Um and so when I think about that I feel like Jay, like when you like when you heard everything is love and you heard friends, you're like mm. tied in, wound in. You're like you just feel that same dude, and I feel like I think Jay did everything he could for everybody that was around him, and I think that he feels like we all have a responsibility to self. So if I give you, if I throw you a bag and you fumble it, that's not on me. Yeah, I gave you the opportunity. I, I put it on a silver platter. Mm-hmm. I, I, I respected your talent. I believed in you. I put money into you. I did everything that I was supposed to do, and you didn't take it to the finish line. So that's why I think when Jay walks away from these things and people and situations, I think he's always he always feels good about it. Because mm-hmm. he's like, I did what I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that right there. I did what I was supposed to do. All I was supposed to do is present opportunities to my niggas. And I did that. So it's nothing he can feel wrong about. But right. you know how people Savage, are. Tony Savage said, I, if, you, if you think I'm, a, I'm here to make a whole bunch of grown-ass men rich or take you, I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. He knew, you know, Tony had a vision. You know what I mean? He had a vision and he knew where he was going. And that vision was not with Dane. It wasn't, you know, he knew. I'm not letting anybody sink this ship. Just imagine if he did. Mm. Um, you know, on a totally separate uh, thing that's not even, but like Tony Braxton, I don't know if you know a lot about her, but I, 
she talks about how even though she had an amazing career and still is having, the fact that she, her sisters never made it as big as her suppressed her career, even to this day. Because she was the one who got the deal in this. And ever since that, she just had guilt. She could never enjoy her success because she always felt like she needed to be doing more for other people. Mm. And Jay just said, he decided he was not going to do that. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing it for you, Bleak. Now I'm going to put everybody in a position to win, and we all going to go do it how we do it. You run, you run with me or run front me? How you mm -hmm. want to do it? Yeah. So, I think that's where it is. This, this was great, man. Yeah, it was. You did phenomenal. Oh, I, 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 I try to tell you, I told you, regular conversation, it's going to spill out. And it didn't even feel, it felt, it didn't even feel like anything. Like, it didn't feel, it felt like I was just talking to a friend over yeah. drinks. Like, you, it, it was a, pretty much, it was exactly the way you described it. It yeah. really was. Yeah, I, I tell people all the time, man, this is, it's, it becomes therapeutic because sometimes these conversations you can't get nowhere else. Sometimes it it's a while before you can have these kind of conversations because you you're in the mix of doing something else or somebody doesn't present these kind of questions to you and stuff like that. So it works and out. Everybody doesn't care the way you care. Yeah, you. man. That's, that's just what it boils down to. Mm -hmm. And I'm so I'm so grateful that you know you you saw fit that I was a person that. That went into the equation, and I can't wait to do it again. Yeah. Seriously. Thank you this so was fun. much. You and don't want to know that, like, I'm literally at a party right now, and I was in a closet this whole time. <laughs> so I, I appreciate you. I, like, I can't, listen, I, first of all, I'm not putting this off anymore, and I'm not about to be loafing on this nigga. I said I was going to do it. I want to do it. He's expecting me. I'm a part of the format now. I have a job to do, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Thank you yeah. so much. Before you go, you know, any shout outs? Oh my God. Who do I want to shout out? Oh my God. Just the whole DC man. I'm I'm coming. Once I once I once I get a little bit more uh experience under my belt, hopefully I can start something of my own and I hope everybody so too. can look out for me. But for right now, let me just rock with the Baltimore County. <laughs> yeah, you know the vibe. Shout out to you. Thank this you. is about you, man. You you the you the star. You're the man with the vision, and I'm just glad to be a part of it, and I, and I mean that. Thank you so much, man. I yeah. appreciate this so much. This has been d damn near a 10-year, 10 10-year. Ten oh uh, <laughs> worth the wait. Totally worth the wait, Yes, man. absolutely. It was, it was already written. We just had to put it in motion. Man, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, man, I got to thank Terry and my brother for uh, having me at that concert and you at the concert. And that was my first think, concert. Facebook. Yes, and Facebook, absolutely. Because we, we definitely kept our... Uh... Yo, you know what's crazy? Uh, I think we became friends on Facebook today. Really? Uh, I, I was looking at my... Um... If you say that, I can't. If that's yeah. true... Yeah, yeah, today. Yep. Between that and then the Kanye and then the fact that you picked that song, like, yeah, um, this is scary. This is getting a little spooky. Hold up, wait, yeah. Um, I have it. I it just came up in my memories. Today. Today, it definitely came up. Um. That's incredible. Yeah. That's that's what. The, the, star, the stars couldn't have been more aligned for this. Yeah. Perfect yeah. timing. Oh!